Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh! Dimly lit room where? Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, on Wool Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The heat, my God, the heat. But the heat in China. And not just the literal heat in China. And they are experiencing the worst heat wave in 60 years. But the heat on the Communist Party. Oh boy, it's got double meaning. No. Wow. At least. It may even be a triple meaning. I'm not saying. I like this headline, though. Factory shutdowns and showers for pigs. China's heat wave strains the economy. Showers for pigs. Huh? Wow, I've been rooting around in this trough all day. i got to grab a shower. <laughs> I'm disgusting, sweetie. I'm, I'm going to get the shower. Um... That's the most interesting general manager we've ever had. The heat in China. <laughs> and uh, also, the double meaning thing reminds me, like when I was in high school, I just, I hated the whole, uh, 
like read stuff and then the teachers, you know, what is the other meaning? What are they trying to tell you? And I just, I just what is always, the symbolism? I just here? always thought, why did they just say it? Why did they just state, you know, I was unhappy with my childhood? Why has it got to be a babbling brook with a canoe rocking, showing how rocky his childhood <laughs> Just say what it was. Just say <laughs> I re- I remember uh, in high school. I think it was the grapes of wrath. We we read the grapes of wrath, and uh, and 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 uh, I think we had several choices of what we could write an essay on, and one of them was on the the uh, the Christ symbolism, uh, the Jesus and Mary and the the story of, of Jesus Christ symbolism in the grapes of wrath, and I'm like, wait, what? I thought it was about a four family who goes from Oklahoma to California and gets hit with sticks. <laughs> and did anybody ask John Steinbeck if he had that on his mind or he'd say or would he say, did he say, what? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a story about a poor family. Moves from Oklahoma to California and gets hit with sticks. Because I can tell you like Bob Dylan's responded to that many times. People say the imagery in a what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, no, it's a song about a guy whose girlfriend goes away. <laughs> Of course, they have banned the Grapes of Wrath in many books because it leaves out plums and cherries, and that wouldn't be fair. So. Um, how you doing? How is everybody doing? There's another... <laughs> no fruit equity. There's another deadline in the whole Mar-a-Lago raid thing that will happen at some point, and when it does, we'll tell you about it. Yeah, wake me when it, when it happens. Yeah, exactly. And uh, who it benefits and all that sort of stuff is just something for some other podcast, I guess. You know, again, there's a great essay recently. It's a combo with George Will and uh, Chris Steyerwalt talking about how uh, politicians, politics is now a sport. Um, and it's it's not about accomplishing anything or legislating or anything. It's about raising money and getting attention and Instagram followers and the rest of it. And politicians have become like uh, athletes who show off for the people in the stands but really don't care about winning the game. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good metaphor. Wow. Yeah, and uh, and accurate. So you brought up China. I thought that I came across this headline today, and it's hot in China, and also they've ordered... Well, you got pigs showering. And it's related to this, but I think it's uh, important to where we're headed with our relationship with China. China is one of their provinces, I can't pronounce, has ordered factories in 19 cities to close or at least reduce their production to preserve electricity because of the heat wave. Oh, yeah. You know, just like happens in various states where you're not supposed to run your air conditioner or wash your clothes certain times a day because we're going to run out of electricity. But anyway, those factories include Apple and some of the biggest car companies in the world, Toyota and Volkswagen, that it's, um, it's not if, it's when Apple stops making their products in China or Toyota stops making their products in China or all kinds of different things in Nike. It's just a matter of time. And I just wonder, I remember reading a Wall Street Journal article about that last year sometime and how you know, some companies are really laying the groundwork for it and some of them are behind, but man, I, you ought to spend a lot of time on that. You got to get ready because uh, the Wall Street Journal said the same thing. It's not, it's not an if, it's when. You, hmm. We are decoupling. Apple, will, mm-hmm. there's no way Apple continues to make their products in China. Politically, it will be uncool. Uh, um, politically, like in China. Also, politically in the United States. I think we're going to turn against pr- companies that make their stuff in China so hard one of these days. But, man, when they're shutting down Apple because uh, who knows why? Who knows what the real reason? Maybe it's this. Maybe it's not. Well, I have a source inside Apple, at the core of Apple, if you will. 
plow. See, that's the sort of symbolism I missed in the Grapes of Wrath, apparently. Get underneath the peel that Jack brought you. The core of the apple problem. Precisely. Well, it would be stupid and corporate malpractice on an unbelievable scale if they were not doing exactly what you're describing. I mean, if they can't read the tea leaves, which which may be uh, insensitive language when discussing Chinese, uh, if they can't read those tea leaves, well, then they, they, they've all got to be fired. Mm-hmm. What's the a, real estate market is crashing in China, too. They've got an enormous problem with that because of the way they finance real estate developments, which I won't bore you with. But uh, that's coming down, too. Right when? when when's that big uh, commie Congress when they're going to anoint Xi Jinping grand uh, Winnie the Poobah for life? <laughs> I don't know. Tomorrow or next month or next year. I don't know. Soon. Exactly. Soon. What's an uh, iPhone going to cost when they don't make them in China anymore? When they're not being made by nine-year-old slaves, what, what's an iPhone going to cost? <laughs> well, that's controversial. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> Alleged by no one, by the way. <laughs> Until you just did. Um, er, I don't know if they can move it to Vietnam fairly economically. I, I, or I Bangladesh know. or wherever else my underwear and socks are made. Oh, boy. If I want... Really insensitive opening to the show today, folks. <laughs> I apologize. If I want to know where cheap labor is happening, all I need to do is look inside my underwear. It'll tell me. <laughs> Bangladesh, okay. Nice job, Haynes. There you have it. Wow. Wow, these these companies have attorneys. You you understand that, right? Um I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, August eighteenth, the year twenty twenty two. This is the official start of the Armstrong and Getty show, and we approve of this program. All right, let's leap into action officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, before we get sued for a billion dollars, like Fox News is getting sued by uh, the Dominion voting machines. Uh, Here we go at Mark. Okay, guys, let's group up for a photo right in the middle of this walkway. Everybody stand a considerable distance away from the camera so as to take up as much real estate as possible. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's part of a viral video or two that we may play the audio for later annoying things people do i'm looking inside my suit jacket not a particularly expensive suit this one's made in india i don't know about that Hmm. i'd prefer not to disrobe and as you can see i'm not wearing a suit jacket i would like to look inside my really inexpensive underwear but i don't want to (laughs) expose my genitals to everyone in the studio but uh, thank you to see where they're made he's so considerate That's the, that's where they're going to have to start making stuff when China keeps jerking everybody around the way they are. And remember, I talked about that Wall Street Journal story about shoes, for instance, as uh, one of the big shoe companies was trying to move out of China and how much harder it is than you'd think it would be. Because the entire infrastructure, like all the companies that make the little plastic things that go on the end of the shoestring, I mean, whatever it is part of the shoe, those companies are in China. So, yeah, every bit of it, it you, you have to like redo somewhere else. I read an interesting article the other day and watched part of the video. It's of a gal. I can't remember the name of the company, but she's the head of an American company that makes, quote unquote, sustainable clothing. Now, she and the people involved are further down the road than I am. Right. I was shopping for shirts, T-shirts yesterday. And most companies that I go to their website, they have the sustainable shirts or pants or whatever mm-hmm. you talk about an issue i don't care about maybe that makes me a bad person but i never ever think about whether or not my jeans are sustainable well i i think you may like i have misinterpreted the name because at least for some people at this point it also has to do with not employing chinese nine-year-old slaves oh i'm i'm in favor of that 
Yeah, and so this gal, the video was, uh, she's a dressmaker, a woman's fashion, and says, okay, this dress right here, it's pretty popular on our site. Here's what it costs to make this dress. And she goes through the fabric and the shipping and the buttons and and all the uh, labor and stuff like that. And she said, that's why this dress costs X amount. And then she said, I want you to think about the $25 dress you can get at, and women might know these names. It's a, There are a couple of, like, they call them fast fashion websites. Mm where you can get stuff that's like up to the second fashionable for you can't comprehend how it can be this cheap prices. And she says, I want you to think about how they could possibly price this dress at that. How are they doing that? What are they doing? Um, well, employing slaves is the short answer. Yeah, no, I would pay extra if you, if you told me these jeans don't employ slaves. I would pay extra for that. But like Slave-free jeans. All the stuff I look at, it's always about how they, they it's made of bamboo particles, so they use less water and all that. So I just die. Whatever. Nah, yeah, I'm not that into that. No, me neither. But yeah, I'll pay extra for uh, for shoes that weren't made by child slaves. Good Lord. I pretty much just look at that. Does it de-emphasize my moobs? That's how I choose a shirt. Oh, or although my kids could use a little, uh, you know, they they should they need a little factory time. That'd be good for them. They uh, this character. We huh? were talking about that yesterday. My son was really complaining about me having him take out the trash. I said, "Let's go through your day so far today." <laughs> Video mm. games, bike rides with your friends, swimming pool, back to video games, little television, nap in there somewhere. Yeah, I don't think it's been that tough a day. How about you take out the trash? Yeah, <laughs> so send them to Foxconn. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking a little working on Nike shoes for 12 hours a day. That's good parenting. Trying to get the cigarette smoke out of his face. Yeah, I right. think that'd be good for him. Yeah, I Again, like that. This is uh, all alleged. <laughs> This show is entirely opinion. We don't claim to nope. have any facts. And I actually there are don't. no facts here. And I actually don't have any facts. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's quite good. Very creative. The folks have really appeared today, really showed up. Cool. All of that is on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. We had the story late in the show yesterday when it broke that the head of the CDC, Ms. Walensky, has said, we sucked and we got to do better and we're going to revamp the CDC. And she's right, they did suck and they do need to do better. And But you don't see that out of government agencies very often. And a lot of people are excited that that Attempt is at least going to be made, and we can talk more about that coming up. Yeah, I still have a a bit of cynicism left over in case I need it, but it's refreshing (laughs) to actually hear somebody say that in government. Yes, I will keep some skepticism in reserve. Yes, indeed. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. From Montesquieu. 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 The tyranny of a prince in an oligarchy is not so dangerous to the public welfare as the apathy of a citizen in a democracy. Wow. The tyranny of a prince is less dangerous than the apathy of a citizen. I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know if we're apathetic. Perhaps we're focused on the wrong thing. Something, something that ain't right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apathy isn't the issue. You know, it's funny. I was thinking that very thing as I was looking at that quote earlier today. Uh, 
Everybody's super fired up. Yeah, you can't have the largest turnout in the history of presidential elections. The guy who lost beat the old record by gazillions of votes. Yeah. Um, uh, you can't call that apathy. Yeah, so shut up, Montesquieu. Uh, let's see, how about your mailbag? You can email us if you like, and it may be read. In fact, it may even be read on the show. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Ryan in Houston writes... Guys, I know you might not be able to go no tea today, mm. but you need a low tea Thursday. Oof. Then Friday we can get that big fat shot in the ass and get all the tea we need. Quit talking tea about... meaning, of course, not testosterone, but Trump. Oh, okay. I didn't want you to continue, continue talking about my tea situation. Yeah, I believe I am the first man ever to have no tea. I have no testosterone whatsoever. I'm a veal calf of a man. Uh, his P.S. is, uh, Jack, I'm ready to move back to California and be your Tony Danza. Oh. <laughs> That's a what reference I need. to who's, who's the, boss? the boss? I think so. Yeah. Is that right, Michael? Tony Danza's who's the boss? It's the idea of hiring Tony Danza or someone like him to run my household, which is what I need to do. And I'm going to do in the coming weeks. But uh, finding the time to hire somebody to do the stuff to give me the time is where I'm, I'm getting stuck. I don't know that I ever watched an episode of the show. I'm aware of it. I can picture the people in it. Was he kind of a hairy, manly au pair? Was that the idea? Yeah. Yeah, but with a lot of good sage advice for uh, the adults and the kids. Oh, that's right. He was streetwise, but wise-wise. Yeah. And wise-cracking. Tough, but lovable. Mm, moving along. Uh, guys, the Inflation Reduction Act is not the most ill-named bill in U.S. history. Uh, as Jack Muse several times, it was probably the most inaccurate name. Uh, well, I never was much of a history buff, but if you define most as the most expensive and or most negative long-term impact, etc., then I humbly offer you my nominee for the most inaccurately named bill in U.S. history. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> A bill that literally costs trillions of dollars in increased health care costs, increased premiums for the vast majority of Americans, and in almost always has made health care less affordable in order to make it affordable for around 5% of the population who couldn't afford it before. Yeah, you're right. For all the rest of us, it's way more expensive. Or at least then, certainly my deductibles have been way higher. Then JT's PS is pretty good, too. My runner-up might be the DREAM Act. The DREAM Act. I've railed about that for years. The dreamers. Call them, call them buttercup princesses instead of dreamers, because it's every bit as accurate. <laughs> Jeez, our politics is stupid. Buttercup princesses. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jesse writes, uh, guys, this is a fringe theory, and it's from the fringe depths of my hollow cranium. But is it possible the Democrats in the mainstream media are doing everything in their power to get Trump reelected? Democrats in the MSM were much more popular under Trump's administration. Remember, the resistance, the fundraising, the clicks, the cathedral. Wow, wouldn't that be awful? There is some belief among some pundits that both parties are intent on being the minority party just because it's easier. You make tons of money. You don't have to. You get to blame someone else for everything. Right. You can make grand claims about what you're going to do if you can heave the evildoers out of office. Right. So, yeah, the money pours in by the billions. Wow, interesting. We've got some bonus mailbag for a little bit later on, uh, including an insider of account of what's happening now in California, now that all kids get free lunches. Yeah, that's a story that is flying under the radar. First state in the country to try this out. Woo, 
Um, if you miss an hour of the show, you can grab the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the Body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. CDC guidance uh, sort of relaxes a lot of the restrictions we've had. We used to spend a lot of time talking about six feet of distance, 15 uh, minutes of being together. You know, we realized that's actually not the right way to think about this. Yeah, and it was mostly just made up anyway. Yeah, we noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was our perception, too, which is probably why what happened yesterday happened. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, announced plans to revamp the agency 
in response to the CDC's sluggish reactions to COVID-19. If you're going to be super cynical, and I'm not at least about this aspect of it, you might say they were going to come for her head at some point and she was going to get a lot of fingers pointed at her and now she'll be the person trying to revamp a sluggish, um, you know, calcified institution. Yeah, like Rand you know, Paul I don't, saying, how do we fire the head of the CDC? Yeah, I, I don't get that feel from her. I don't either. Honestly. I don't either. Uh, she said a number of things I thought were wacky. Or uh, dancing to what the White House wanted as opposed to going with the science. But anyway, Walensky wants to clarify the CDC's guidance documents reworks promotion system to reward effective policy execution. I got more details on this coming up. Um, but she uh, basically said we'd been building toward this moment for decades, and we failed at our biggest test. And, yeah, I think so. Yeah, meaning what we're supposed to do is get ready for threats to the public health, and when one came, we floundered. For 75 years, she said, CDC and public health have been preparing for COVID-19, and in our big moment, our performance did not reliably meet expectations. Yes, I'd say. My you know, go- next time I go to a ball game, I'm going to scream that at my sucky uh, home team. You're not reliably meeting my expectations! Instead of you suck. The Washington Post version of this is, since the coronavirus pandemic began two and a half years ago. I would have never believed that we would be talking about it or wearing masks or talking about more shots. God, how would we have all reacted if you just said two and a half years ago, and you'll be talking about new boosters, new shots, new vaccines, two and a half years from now. What? What? Wow. The once-storied agency has been under intense fire for its response, from initial delays developing a coronavirus test, yes, to the severe eligibility limits to get tested. I don't really remember that. To missteps often attributed to the Trump administration meddling, but even under the Biden administration, which appointed Walensky to lead the agency, its guidance and decision-making on masking, isolation and quarantine, and booster doses have been repeatedly faulted as slow, opaque, and confusing. Yes, yes, and yes. And consistent criticism has been the agency's failure to be agile, especially with the analysis and release of real-time data. Yeah, that happened all the time, where they would be it, it it just seemed obvious they were a step behind all the latest stories in the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The analysis I read of this, uh, the, the, the best description I can give you is that it's a giant bloated bureaucracy where they pay people to churn out academic papers. Right. And There's... then when it was time to do something, they're like, uh, do something? I don't do stuff. Here's Dr. Scott Gottlieb being quoted in the Washington Post on that. The CDC is a very academic organization. I think Dr. Walensky recognized that when she says that they need to change the reward structure so people aren't rewarded for publications, but for operational execution. So you currently get rewarded for writing a cool paper. And because of that, it says it has been challenging to persuade officials to step away from regular duties to take a tour of duty leading the coronavirus or monkeypox responses. Leaving your position where you're publishing papers to lead an outbreak response that's not rewarded right now? So, yes. Wow. So, the, the, it exists. We created it as taxpayers, in theory. We created it as taxpayers to deal with a pandemic but they're getting rewarded for sitting over in their office writing a long, complicated paper about, you know, diet and that exercise. That nobody reads. That nobody reads or pays any attention to, uh, even if you hear about it. And they don't get, you don't get paid any more money to move over to the, hey, we're in the worst pandemic in world history. So people don't. 
How do you like right. that? Man, that's that's government spelled out right there as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, wow, that's unbelievable. I like the uh, the the quotes from Rich Besser, who's the president and CEO of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, which is a health philanthropy. Uh, he said uh, he agreed with uh, Ms. Walensky's ambitions for the agency, but I love this sentence. He also cautioned that the plan required cooperation from Congress, more transparency from CDC itself, and a realistic assessment of the challenges of overhauling a federal workforce that has been scattered during the pandemic. Uh, he says he worries about uh, overhauling the culture when it's mostly remote. Um I would want to be standing in front of the agency and laying out a vision and inspiring people toward that change. And then I would want to be walking the halls. But my understanding is that the buildings are still pretty much empty. And then he goes into a little more about just the culture, how hard it's going to be to change the culture, which is the I mean, that's the essence of the the disease of bureaucratitis. Their culture becomes protecting the bureaucracy, not accomplishing the purpose. It's right there in the name, the Centers for Disease Control. They didn't control the disease. I got Alex Googling just how many people are in the CDC, because I was wondering while you were talking and that that, uh, discussion from Gottlieb about um, 13,000. Oh, we have the number. 13,000. So it's 13,000. Thank you, Alex. (laughs) I won. I buzzed in first. Of the thirteen thousand, and seriously, I'm not just—I'm not trying to be a uh, what is it? Uh, Biden always says, "Nattering nabob of negative." Not trying to be a smart, not trying to be a wise guy here. I'm not trying to be a wise guy. <laughs> you can't kind of be a wise guy there. <laughs> Serious question: Of those thirteen thousand, how many could you eliminate and nobody would notice? And I mean nobody. <laughs> Half. I wonder. I wonder too. Yeah. I, I would be shocked if it's not if it's not less than twenty percent. Shocked yeah. of the thirteen thousand you could eliminate tomorrow and you wouldn't notice at all. And you got people over there doing research in theory for twenty years on uh, you know eating more fruits and vegetables, and they file some reports for their boss that nobody ever sees, and they go in a drawer or whatever. God, there, there's tons of that. But the uh, worst pandemic in world history comes along. I don't want to do that. Is it going to pay more? No. Oh, forget it then. I'm busy studying fruits and nuts. <laughs> that, yeah, I know. I wish we'd oh. do that with more government agencies. How many could you get rid of and uh, nobody would even notice? If, if you can if you give me that number and get rid of those people today. You know, given the intense needs of the American people for their government to serve them, I, I say go with the Jack Welch thing. You know, the bottom 10% get canned every year or, or whatever, every two years. I don't know. It'd be tough to implement government because nobody ever does anything. Uh, that's an overstatement, but you get the point. The changes they want to put in include efforts to introduce clarity to CDC's guidance documents, which are confusing and overwhelming. I would say that's true. Uh, recommendations include communicating in plain language, reducing the number and length of guidance documents, including scientific rationales and in using FAQs that can be updated in real time. They did seem so slow and ponderous. They were often so far behind the reality of whatever variant was doing whatever. You know, and obviously the school stuff, they were so far behind on that. Oh, yeah. And there was a lot of politics involved right. in that as well. That That's something I haven't seen anybody mention, and I don't know how you deal with that. Because I know the most unhappy I ever was with her, and I can't remember the specific example, but there was a like a two-day situation where she had said X, the president said Y, and she came out the next day and said Y. And it really looked like they were taking their guidance from the White House. 
yeah. on how they're supposed to deal with stuff. And I don't know how you'd get that out of the CDC. It will be interesting to watch. I, I wish her well. I know it's going to be an elephantine task. I hope I hope the press stays with it and reports on it because it just if if there's one thing that could really help this country, it's Americans waking up to an understanding how incredibly wasteful and ineffective giant bureaucracies are and how it's so dangerous to let them grow and become that. Oh, and by the way, I left out uh, I'd meant to say, uh, I guarantee this whole restructuring of the CDC to make it useful on some level uh, is going to necessitate a much higher budget. Of course. Of course. But the, what Rochelle Walensky said could be applied to every department of the sure. government. Of course. Every single one. Of course. And if you were going to create the CDC today, there's no way, unless you just wanted to have a lot of employees... There's no way I'm sure you would come up with 13,000 as the number you needed to do it. Right, depending on what you decided it ought to be doing, because as we've discussed many times, what it is now doing, like all bureaucracies, is serving itself. Maybe it takes 13,000 people to do that, because that's what they do. Right. You know, it's so, uh, it occurs to me, the more I think about it, it's so obvious and necessary to clean out bureaucracies to prevent the iron law of bureaucracy from ruining it, because it always does, that over time bureaucracies go from trying to accomplish surface to serving a, a, a purpose, rather. They go from trying to serve a purpose to serving themselves. Um, given the inevitability of that, you'd think we would have some mechanism, some procedures, something to shake it up to keep that from happening. Or I guess, I don't know, maybe people aren't familiar with that, but it's like it's like a guy who exercises once and then says, that's it, I'm good for life. <laughs> it's absurd, the very notion of it. So to form a bureaucracy, then never shake it up, never redirect it back to its purpose, never clean out its, its clogged arteries, it's, just, it's suicidal. Let me read one text, and then we'll uh, but, take... But, but, but... The reason it doesn't happen is because the federal government is a gigantic jobs program, including for the lazy, as all government employment is. Now, there are plenty of government employees who work hard. They risk their lives. They bust their butts, etc. But it is a giant employment program for the lazy. And the American people need to know that and do something about it. So we got this text, which was nice. Then we'll take a break. Hey, guys, I'm new to the show. And so far, I like what I hear. You guys sound very logical compared to the obviously biased news media, and it's refreshing. One question. What do you think of Jordan Peterson? I just read his book, 12 Rules, and loved it. Thanks. Hugo from Santa Rosa. Thanks for listening, Hugo. Yeah, I think uh, Jordan is brilliant. A little nutty these days. Um, I don't always agree with him, but thanks for listening. Stay tuned. We'll disappoint you soon enough. Ran into a guy last night. Uh, He was in front of me at my school, my son's orientation for middle school. It was a back-to-school orientation night where you meet your teachers and get your syllabus and all that sort of thing. And a guy in front of me said, I know who you are. (laughs) And we ended up talking about his oven mitts that surely should be in the mail because he's been listening for at least a dozen years or whatever whatever qualification you have to meet to get your oven mitts. (laughs) Yeah, we'll uh, we'll check with Hanson. That should have gotten there. I'm surprised they haven't. We must have the wrong address on file. That must be what happened there. Uh, we have an influence here, a fitness influencer, who says you should eat 100 eggs a day, among other things we can talk about that are more important, probably. 
you would never have another bowel movement. Oh, really? Do eggs stop you up? I didn't know that. I think so. Maybe it's just hard-boiled eggs. I, I, think, I think I heard that. I thought I they know. gave you the winds. Oh, boy. Well, if that's true, imagine 100 eggs. Please, you can, like, power a sailboat across the Pacific. Be like that guy who flew over Paris that we saw. <laughs> An aggressive with, scent. With a jetpack, only you wouldn't have a jetpack. You'd just have exactly. your 100-egg-a-day diet. I'm tracking with you. I'm get, I get you. <laughs> More on the way. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the Body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
No, no. Most, well, not maybe most, but uh, many people do not comprehend that. LeBron James makes that when a school teacher makes, you know, right. 80,000 or whatever. Well, that, yeah. If you say that, you're either a child or you got kicked in the head by a horse. I'm giving you two charitable outs. Or you're a moron. Right. Crazy. Um, or, or, or. I sounded like a seal there. <laughs> Or, since our school systems do no business education, they do no no financial, like uh, microeconomics in most cases, how to handle money, how money is made, how money is taxed, how money is invested, what's compound interest, that ought to be the first thing kids learn, because it's about feeding yourself. I think it'd be better to learn about how mean we were to the Indians. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, my son is very excited. He he's, he, he goes to a private school, but his uh, his first period class every day is going to be stocks, where they learn about the stock market. And they, they, they at the first week they invest in all their stocks and watch wow. them through the year and learn about dividends and shorts and calls and all these different sorts of things. He'll he'll know more about it than me halfway through the year. But uh, he's very excited about it. And I'm excited about it. I met his teacher last night. I said, "Tell him to buy low and sell high." And he <laughs> he gave me the look of you know how many dads say that to me. That's the look he gave me. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm happy that he's going to learn that sort of thing. There's there's something you will actually need to know in your life. Right. What's what's a mutual fund? What's an index fund? Just all that stuff. Nah, but learn- no, no. We're l- learning that white people are evil or l- learn to name the longest rivers. I don't know. Does that do me any good? I learned learn that, that little boys can be little tomorrow if they decide to. Jeez. <laughs> oh, you're going with some particularly inflammatory examples. Well, um, and useless, beyond useless. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.